Welcome back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Sunday Wire. I'm your host, Patrick Henningsen. We're streaming out live on the Alternate Current Radio Network, and also at 21stCenturyWire.com, and also up at iTunes after the show. Now, our next guest uh, is, I could say, uh, best-selling author. I think it's safe to say best-selling author because he has sold a lot of books uh, in the last couple of years. Esoteric Hollywood, as soon as it came on the scene, was a, was immediately a cult hit. Uh, a lot of people pick this book up, and you know, there's never been a book actually like it uh, before. And our next guest actually has the sequel ready. Uh, it's up for Christmas right now, Esoteric Hollywood 2. Uh, there's a link to it on the show page that goes right to the shop at Jay's Analysis. And that brings us to Jay Dyer, who's on the line right now. Hello, Jay. Well, hey, Patrick. Thank you for having me back. It's always a pleasure to be on 21 Wire. In fact, you in uh, several footnotes made it back into Esoteric Hollywood 2. Oh, brilliant. Thank you for, uh, well, we, we're glad that there's some something worth referencing at 21stCenturyWire.com. We appreciate that. And uh, Jay, so the book, you know, how long did it take to put it together? Uh, you've got it. It's out. It's ready. Is it? Uh, how, how would you compare it to, to the first book, Esoteric Hollywood? Well, the people who have already dug into it, uh, they actually say it's a better written book. It's a little more mature book. Uh, and they think they they think it's better. So I've heard multiple people say it's a better a better text. It has uh, more information. It's actually longer. I covered more films in this one. So so far it's been uh, it's been a pretty hot item. I've sold uh, quite a few in the last four days that I've I've had it ready to ship out. So um, so yeah, I, I think I'm excited for it. I think it's it really is. I think a better book. I think subject matter is a little more. Um, down to earth, I guess you could say. I kind of, you know, went into symbolism and esotericism and and in large uh, areas of the first book, and in, in this one, it's a little more grounded. I talk a lot about the influence of the mobs in Hollywood, different mafias, the Wasp Mafia, the Jewish Mafia. Uh, I talk about uh, spies and the uh, uh, usage of the War on Terror in film. How Hollywood really helped prep for the War on Terror, on terror which also was related to the Cold War. Then I talk about uh, the way that mind control was presented in film, and I talk about some of the more recent releases and and books that have dealt with uh, the CIA's actual mind control programs. Uh, And I do talk about geoengineering. There's a pretty lengthy geoengineering section of the book, all of which I think, again, is is documented. There's a little bit of the esoteric in this one as well. I went into some of the the more uh, uh, Luciferian, you might say, movies like The Ninth Gate from Polanski or uh, movies like Metropolis from uh, Fritz Lang. And then the, in the final section of the book, it's uh, it's focused on NGOs, transhumanism, and the influence propaganda uh, in Hollywood. So it's, it's all over the place, again, like the first one, which I think people liked. But I think I cover about 30 or 35 movies in this one as opposed to 20 or 25 in the first one. Wow. Okay. This is this is interesting. What 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 do you think? Uh, what do you think is the most controversial section of the new book? What do you think would be regarded as, you know, maybe the most controversial or the most esoteric in terms of hey, this hasn't really been talked about very much, and the reason it hasn't been talked about is because it's a bit forbidden uh, to sort of talk about it in in mainstream circles. That uh, would probably still be geoengineering because, uh, you know, there was just a, a article, I think two days ago in Forbes that was saying that Harvard scientists, you know, now they want to experiment with 
plans to, quote, block out the sun because of uh, the climate change scam and all this nonsense, which we know that really this is about depriving people of uh, vitamin D. I think even, if I recall, Cass Sunstein uh, wrote about the possibility of uh, geoengineering and weaponizing the weather for the purpose of depriving people of vitamin D from the sun. Can't, you can't make that up. But if I recall, he did say that. So um, I did a pretty lengthy, you know, heavily footnoted uh series of about let's say 50 pages on geoengineering um and i went into you know documents from stanford university from the royal society actually uh on geoengineering how to do it how it's done um so i don't think that when we get these news stories saying that they may start in 2019 geoengineering i think they're already geoengineering so that's probably the most uh, out there category of the book maybe the transhumanism book i don't know but uh, i think the rest of it pretty much people kind of have a sense that is that you know that this is true i think there was a recent declassification of of mk ultra do- documents which you know anybody who knows anything knows that 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 was a real program or series of programs so i don't think that's too controversial unless you're just a complete normie who has no conception of what's going on in the world well, this is another thing that I see more prevalent, or is, is this might be Jay the dying uh, last death pangs of uh, a, a, a normie uh, culture, but they're really they wanting to attack people uh, for wrong think basically. So if you're not with the consensus, if you're not with the mainstream consensus, I see more and more of this. Actually, is quite quite interesting that you somehow do something wrong with you. Or you should be uh, considered an outcast from society uh, because you believe this or because you've written this or spoken about this or tweeted about that uh, five years ago. Well, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, the, so we're, we're going to be held hostage by comments that we made in the past. And I think you and I and, and uh, Hesher and people in Boiler Room, we kind of anticipated that. We talked about how they would they would roll that out to, you know, basically hold people hostage for uh, an untoward taboo comment from five years ago but the irony is that uh, i remember a year ago there were i don't remember which mainstream publication it was but there was there was two different stories in the same uh mainstream outlet or maybe two two different outlets i don't recall but one story was that you're crazy if you believe in geoengineering and another story was probably the daily mail Something to the effect of a geoengineering and weather control is real, and the Russians are doing it against the West. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't exist. It's not real, but it does exist, and it is real, and it's the Russians that are doing it against the West. Right. Yeah, but meanwhile, you can go into a number of uh, public uh, available, available documents, a number of academic studies and reports on geoengineering in practice and in theory, not just theoretical, but also actual real programs uh, tied to the U.S. military. Exactly, so, and going back to Vietnam and Agent Orange and all that, which is, is now documented that that was uh, actually ex- experimentations not just in biological warfare, but actually in atmospheric manipulation as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know if you covered this in your book or not, Jay, but that film Snowpiercer, I don't know if you... Uh, I did. It is in there, yeah. Oh, so that, that was a geoengineering-based narrative, wasn't it? That it was, was that. correct, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, but that things went all wrong because they tried to reflect the sunlight out. Uh, yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. The 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 ones that I chose, there weren't a whole lot of options, and I I didn't really think that the recent uh, Jerry Bruckheimer movie or Michael, it was the Michael Bay. I think did a, a very 
the subpar movie called uh, Geostorm, which is about geoengineering. So I don't really, I, I think I mentioned in passing, but I didn't put it in there because, you know, Michael Bay movies are basically just explosions. Um, so I, I, but I did put Dune in there uh, because actually a big portion of David Lynch's Dune narrative is about terraforming and geoengineering. So mm-hmm. um, Snowpiercer is also in there. Uh, the, the Alien franchise early on um, when it was really Scott and then uh, James Cameron also included uh, multiple references to geoengineering the climate terraforming and stuff like this so so in that regard there's not a whole lot of film presentations that include the idea but it is there it is it is in some select films and i wanted to talk about you know the the reality of that it's even in a, in a very uh, sort of absurd satire version of the avengers I, i'm speaking here of the british uh the spy show i'm not talking about yeah. the marvel avengers but uh the 1998 Avengers that had, uh, I think it was Ray Fine and it had Uma Thurman and uh, Sean Connery actually was was uh, all about geoengineering. That was the entire plot, and um, so so the, a lot of sometimes you know the, the, it's the the weird films that we don't expect that you know that have these these kind of Pentagon uh, CIA out there narratives that are that are somewhat true. Yeah, no, it is actually woven into to, to quite a few films actually over right, the years. Right. So it seems to be one of those, and it, it kind of it's a funny marriage. It's usually paired up a lot with the kind of the Armageddon. Americans love the Armageddon narrative, uh, or the right, right. end of the world narrative, and geoengineering is often paired up with that, or it's the, yeah. the flip side of that. You know, that's the solution to, you know, Armageddon basically. If it's not a it's not coming from outside in an asteroid form or an alien. It's uh, something that needs to be done uh, in, in the Earth's environment, change it, save the world, and so forth. As crazy as this sounds, Jay, you know that uh, actually this is uh, becoming mainstream thought. Mm-hmm. Fact. So, well, you mentioned Cass Sunstein. So. Right. Yeah, and, and again, this, is, uh, this book's a little different. I, I think the first... You know, talk about different mobs uh, for the first seventy pages, um, and then how how Hollywood has participated in the the idea of managed dialectics that that uh, you know America is there to to save us from all of the global threats, right? That that America was propelled into the a global police force situation largely through a lot of propaganda. I mean, in other words, that was what was helpful in convincing people uh, of this narrative. And I also went into the uh, the Hollywood Ten, if you remember the, the narrative that oh, uh, there's Marxists everywhere in Hollywood, and we've got to you know have this uh, you know all the McCarthy type stuff. That's this is we got to root out all the the, the Russian operatives and the Marxists everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I actually go into that pretty pretty in depth, and I talk about how I think this was uh, really scare tactics. Um, there were some Marxists, but uh, as even Doctor Quigley himself, the great apologist for the Atlanticist establishment, says. There really wasn't any threat from actual Marxists. The the main threat uh, to or or power uh, moving America was actually the billionaire uh, corporate financial oligarchs. Uh, so they were they were the real threat. That was who was really controlling America. It wasn't threats from uh, you know card carrying members of the Communist Party. Yeah. Well, it's funny that uh, you you mentioned this, Jay. Uh, do you see the same exact pattern being play, played playing out right now today? Absolutely, with the Russian threat, basically. Yeah. 
So that R- Russia is meant to be the enemy uh, in the shadows, behind everything, behind every right. every argument, even people disagreeing on social media. That's blamed on on the Russians, basically. Bots. The Russian bots are everywhere. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Anything uh, anything that goes on online that doesn't go the way of the establishment, it's the fault of the Russians. They, they're they're omnipresent, right? So uh, you know they've almost now replaced the Russians. I mean, it, that's like the new ISIS. You know, remember four years ago, ISIS was everywhere doing everything behind everything. Uh, now we're back to, you know, what is it? It's 1950 or whatever. And we're in the midst of the cold war again. And, you know, you will watch these bond novels and it's like, or, or these bond films. And I, I do go into some more of the bond stuff in this book because of the section about the cold war. Uh, you know, you feel like it's, it's, uh, you know, decades ago, you're back in some situation when you're, being told that Russians are going to steal some, you know, some secret technology and they're going to manipulate the election, you know, with Google's secret uh, ad tech that they spent $4,600 on that's going to somehow mystically, magically, you know, turn the entire election uh, for Trump. And even though, you know, the Google employees put what, like a million, $1.6 million into Hillary's campaign, it was the, the secret uh, you know, if you watch Bond films, there's always some secret text, some little decoder, some sort of secret file. I guess the Russians had a, a secret file machine, uh, encoder, uh, cryptogram, a magic machine that somehow took that $4,600 and sort of swung the entire election for Trump. So we're back in we're back in the 1950s again, I guess. Yeah, yeah. To to believe that narrative. Uh, so, so there's a lot of – Jay, just quickly, I'm not uh, – not going off on a bird walk here, but there's a lot of smart people, Jay, that believe that. They actually believe they believe that uh, that four thousand seven hundred dollars was somehow uh, amplified and leveraged uh, b- because of the genius of Putin, probably, uh, and, and somehow that that made its way to swing the election. There's people with PhDs, Jay. There's there's leading uh, uh, personalities, analysts on TV. There's journalists. There's academics. They actually. I'm not saying that, that I'm not, I am saying they buy it, Jay. I'm saying they believe it. And so how does that, how did that come to be, Jay, that smart people could believe something so unbelievable? Well, it goes back to, uh, I think I mentioned it in this book, uh, uh, the, the great moon hoax of the 1890s. It was one of the first uh, print stories in, uh, in, I think, Chicago or somewhere. I don't remember remember the publication, but it's a famous famous story, and it's uh, they talked about bad people on the moon, and the the intelligentsia believed it because it was in a reputable uh, sourced you know mainstream publication, and it was actually again you know uh, it was more of your your run of the mill farmer types you know that that were skeptical of this bad people on the moon. That's not true. Uh, <laughs> It's a and it's a famous hoax story. It's a, it was a it was a hoax series of articles that that scientists had discovered. You know that the the experts had discovered there were in fact bats people civilizations on the moon, uh, and then of course it was later discovered to be a hoax. And oh, who believed it? Well, it was all the academics and the intelligentsia, the PhDs of the time believed this, right? So, uh, so no different. That's the power of propaganda. It's the, the we don't even 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 the people with PhDs don't realize that. These goofy movies that they watched, you know, like you're watching, I don't know, Jack Ryan or some Tom Clancy thing, and you know, in the in, in the in the Tom Clancy, the most recent Jack Ryan from a couple of years ago, uh, you, you had basically all the Russian Orthodox churches in America. Oh, they're all 
secret uh, Russian terrorist organization networks, and and the plot was, oh, they're gonna they're gonna sink the stock market through some sort of uh, secret uh, attack or hacking or something. So quite literally, before all the Russian narrative, uh, the last Jack Ryan move, not the most recent one, I mean, I guess it was like two or three years ago, the Jack Ryan narrative literally had uh, Russian operatives coming through the Russian Orthodox Church in America, uh, basically tanking the American economy. So, you know, uh, maybe prepping us for a Russiagate, perhaps. Yeah, maybe, perhaps. Um, and uh, that's a nice segue to the next part of our discussion I want to ask you about. But before we depart, uh, yeah, Esoteric Hollywood 2, uh, you can get that on the live link uh, right now on our show page. That goes straight to Jay's analysis, uh, the shop on Jay's analysis. You can get a copy there. Are, are you doing signed copies as well, Jay? Yeah, that's the advantage of uh, if you get it from my website, uh, I do sign copies and you know, Amazon kind of undercuts the author. So I don't really do very good if you get it on Amazon. Right, right. Okay. So hopefully people will go to your website to pick up the right. book. And uh, yeah, and that'll, what's the turnaround time on the, on the delivery, Jay? Roughly? Uh, for mo- most places in the U.S., it's uh, within a week. Um, sometimes oh, okay. a little more, depending on when they order. But uh, outside the U.S., it's usually within uh, two or three weeks. Okay, that's not bad. So if you get it, you can get it now uh, in before the new year, in some cases in the U.S., and a little bit after the new year if you're in Europe uh, or mm-hmm. further afield. So uh, check it out. Esoteric Hollywood 2, better than the first edition as well, according to the reviews and people who've looked at the book already. Uh, so that's something to, to get your hands on if you want to get more au fait with the things that we're talking about here today. And uh, again, uh, Esoteric Hollywood 2, Jay, uh, on sale now. Uh, there's a link on the show page. So. Uh, yeah, could I mention maybe briefly some of the films? Uh, yeah, absolutely. because I know that's always a question everybody asks: is like, well, what movies are in this one? And like, the cover doesn't really tell you. So, just real quick, I'll, I'll list a few of the films here. So, um, in you know, in the first section, I cover Aviator, Godfather, uh, uh, Point Break, which uh, was actually is a kind of an FBI propaganda film. A lot of people and uh, other you know army and navy roles but there's also uh, uh fbi role which is very very big v for vendetta the prisoner series with patrick McGowan, uh roman polanski's ninth gate more twin peaks uh, back to the future goonies ghostbusters poltergeist time bandits and then i discussed a pretty lengthy chapter on lsd i uh, go into some more Kubert with clockwork orange john carpenter's they live lost boys uh neon demon of the cell Dune, Snowpiercer, Alien, uh, and then in the final section, it's NGOs, Feminism, Transhumanism, and I discussed Tron, The Matrix Trilogy, Running Man, Terminator, Her, Ex Machina, Westworld, Cherry 2000, and Metropolis. Yeah, I heard a lot of transhumanist titles there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, just quickly, what did Time Bandits, uh, before we got a minute left, what, what did Time Bandits, how did that come up on your radar, Time, time Bandits? Uh, well, uh, a, lot, a lot of Terry Gilliam films uh, have fairly Gnostic themes. So the, the there's kind of a Jungian, Carl Jung, Gnostic uh, archetype theme going on there and the idea of kind of an absurdist universe uh, that good and evil are really absurd ideas. Uh, so uh, a pretty, I would argue, Freemasonic philosophy uh, to Time Bandits. Um, you know, uh, Sean Connery usually... Uh, is in that kind of a movie if we think back to uh, uh, Man Who Would Be King, which is an overtly uh, Masonic film. So, uh, you know, th- that's that's kind of the angle I took on Time Bandits. 
Wow, interesting. I didn't know that about Sean Connery, actually. So uh, that's, that's another one. Yeah, you should watch uh, The Man, Man Who Would Be King because it's uh, about the British Empire uh, utilizing the Lodge, actually. Interesting. Interesting. So there's something there for people to get. Rudyard Kipling, right. Well, that's uh, Jay Dyer, author of Esoteric Hollywood 2. Uh, you can catch that on online and uh yeah do order if you don't have the first book uh probably a good idea to buy both of these books uh, esoteric mm-hmm. hollywood one and two uh and then you you'll have a really good overview and really good background on this uh and so it's one of the best resources on this subject that you can possibly get and uh the author jay dyer uh has put a lot into this uh, pre- pretty much uh, i'd say that's a decade at least a decade of his work um yeah that you're finding yeah. there. So pretty much. Yeah. There's a lot of depth there. There's a lot behind it. And, uh, we encourage you to go and gr- get that. It's also a great gift for people who love films. Um, certainly everybody knows somebody who loves movies. So this would yeah. be a great gift, uh, for them too. For, for Christmas. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. So take care, Jay. There he goes. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay Dyer, author of esoteric Hollywood too. Uh, you can catch that at Jay's analysis. And also you can catch Jay on ACR's boiler room. Uh, which airs uh, every week on the Alternate Current Radio Network on Thursday nights, and also uh, Jay, Jay's Analysis Podcast as well, uh, which is also uh, on ACR, the Alternate Current Radio Network. And Jay's got a pretty substantial archive of lectures uh, and talks and a lot of things. Uh, so it's one of the best resources you can get, not just Hollywood, also geopolitics, philosophy, uh, religion, cults, and many, many other things. On the other side, I'm your host, Patrick Henningsen. This is the Sunday Wire. We'll be right back after these messages. Tired of boring, stupid podcasts? I know I am. If you want something different, check out Jay's Analysis and Esoteric Hollywood only on the Alternate Current Radio Network. The biggest breakdowns of the biggest films, geopolitics, esoterica, and theology. Diamonds are forever 